episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I'm joined in the studio today by someone who's been in the studio before, if you listen to Wrestling Renegades, but I believe this is the first time you've ever been here for a Paul and All. Is that right? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, and also, I'm Zach. Yes, sorry. Um, uh, Zach, this is the 101st episode of the show. Um, thank you for being part of the first 100. Woo! Say that. Yes. Um, Today, I thought we might do things a little bit differently. Um, we are naked. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's going to be really interesting. That's for the 201st episode. <laughs> um, no, I've, you know, for a while, we've talked, almost every time you're on here, we talk about different, like, creative stuff that we're into and things that influence us and whatever. And so I thought it might be fun to kind of talk about like the things, maybe not so much things that influence you. I know I I believe yours actually does influence you in particular, but just things that you're kind of enjoying right now when you want to take a break from creativity, like what is it that you watch or read or listen to or whatever? Uh, Lately I've been watching Big Mouth which is this animated show on Netflix. Okay. Uh, just last month, I think, they released their second season. Okay. Um, and I was over, like, the... I call them the second family. I was over their house, and... Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, like, they showed me the show, and I showed them Mike Tyson Mysteries, which is also another hilarious show. But uh, Big Mouth is... I just... For some reason, when you said Mike Tyson Mysteries, and I went... And I, I, I'm hoping you'll get this reference, and if, if anybody out there doesn't know this reference look it up because it just made me think of like the old hulk hogan cartoon the rock was it i think it was like just the rock and wrestling cartoon or something like that where it was just random i don't i like i've seen episodes of it i don't know but for some reason when you said like mike tyson mysteries i just thought like animated show in that style of like 2d animation but like scooby-doo type mysteries i don't know if i'm at all it's Mike Tyson voicing himself. Okay. Uh, he teams up with a with a with a young uh, Chinese woman, uh, his adopted daughter. Uh, the ghost. Uh, he, he teams up with a ghost, a gentleman ghost. Okay. Um, a man, uh, a whore, uh, a whoring man, uh, who is currently located in the body of a pigeon. Okay. <laughs> and it is hilarious. It's on Adult Swim, but uh, you could. I think you have to buy the episodes on YouTube, but they are on there. Okay. But there's like a best of Mike Tyson season one compilation on there. And, and like, it's, it's actually him. Like he's, he's no, perfectly okay with it. It's totally him. And like, they make fun of the fact that he can't speak well. Like yeah. the first episode, they're after the Chupacabra. Okay. So like every time he has to say the word, he flubs it. Okay. Which is not a joke. <laughs> he just can't say the word. So it's like the, chup- the Chupacabra. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, it's just it's just a running gag. But anyway, I, I showed the mic because we watched. Um, what did we watch? We watched uh, Crown Jewel, the Saudi the Arabia show. Okay. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was horrific. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to show you something that's not horrific. And Gotta I make got, up for it. Yeah. yeah, and they showed me Big Mouth, and Big Mouth is this raunchy look at being a middle schooler and just like going through puberty and just like it's based on uh, it, the the main creator is Nick Kroll. Okay. Um, and he voices. Basically, the main character is himself as a middle schooler. What? And he voices almost like the entire cast of the show. It's ridiculous. What? And what would you liken the animation style to? 
Man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty like by the numbers, you know. It's, okay. It's, it's not like Japanese animation or anything. So like it's that. it's like a like a it's Family pretty... Guy or Simpsons or yeah, like yeah. Not, was... not South Park necessarily. Right. Well, not South like... Park's got yeah. that whole like cut right construction paper thing, but uh, Family Guy. If family you want to if you want to okay. draw a line of comparison to the animation, but okay. uh, um, well, because like there's that other there's that other um, Netflix one, the the one by the guy who does the Simpsons, and that looks just like the Simpsons in Futurama. And right. I don't know if that's only because he can basically draw in that one style. I mean, really, really the same thing could be said about Family Guy and American Dad. It and could be all that, those or shows, it could just be know? like, all right, I've produced the Simpsons, the biggest cartoon ever. Yeah. Um, second would be SpongeBob, I guess. Rip Steven Hellenberg. Yeah. Um, but I guess if, like, you have, like, this really cult show, like, you're just kind of like, all right, that's the animation I'm known for. So maybe they stick with that, just like that's their trademark, their yeah. signature. Yeah. But uh, Big Mouth, um, it's it's based on the creators. Uh, it's it's Nick Kroll, um, Jenny Slate, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name. But uh, Jenny Slate, that's um, she was the the I want to say the girl on Parks and Rec, but she's not the girl on Parks. But she's the one on Parks and Rec who she was like the sister of of Jean Ralphio. Is that right? You know, I never got too deep into that show. Okay. But uh, I if, think that's I yeah. think it's her. But like, you she used know, to date the guy that's Captain America in okay. real life. <laughs> okay, <laughs> which is like you wouldn't Good necessarily think that. Good for her. <laughs> but uh, Nick Kroll uh, voices his himself basically. Uh, he voices the hormone monster, which everybody when they reach puberty gets assigned a hormone monster. Of course. <laughs> and like the hormone monster is just this raunchy. It's 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 very much for adults. Don't watch it with kids in the room because they're just making masturbation jokes. The first episode. The second episode, like the main female gen, uh, man, what's her name? Uh, the main the main female character gets her period at the Statue of Liberty. So for you know, the first time I'm for, for the first time she's yeah. wearing white shorts. So it's it's a giant fucking clusterfuck. Yeah, but uh, you know, Nick Kroll voices the Statue of Liberty, who's just like this heavy French accent, just like <laughs> you know, oh, I have no time for your Mickey Mouse Yankee Doodle bullshit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. and the hormone monster is just like wait. Is that, is that period blood? Fuck her face! Like, it's just, Ugh. it's not for kids. <laughs> uh, it is hilarious. Uh, I binge-watched the first two seasons, and now I'm rewatching the the whole thing. Okay. Because I have to wait till next fucking fall for season three. That's, That's the problem with Netflix, is that you binge-watch, and you're like, well, now what do I do with my life? I actually, there's, there's a series that I would love to do at some point, and it would be like a sporadic thing. And it's and somebody steal this idea. I don't even care. I would love to get it, but you know, you you heard it here first. It's called debate and switch, and it's. I think I actually ran it past you once mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And it would basically be like the like the first one that I would do would probably be like binge watching television, where you take one side, I take another side. Say it's like an hour long show, and then we halfway through we flip. And, you know, you're, you're pro binge, I'm anti binge. And then halfway through it's the opposite and, and you have to kind of present your That's a good topic because like I could see it from both, both, yeah. both sides. Yeah, I agree. And, and as somebody who does both, I like certain shows, um, you know, there are ones where like, I feel like I want to watch even, it may not be like full on, um, like the full season in one sitting, but like, um, as of this recording a few weeks ago, the latest season of American horror story ended. 
And so I was like two weeks, two or three weeks behind. So I was like, well, the finale's coming up, so I'll just wait and watch like the last three of them together, which was really good because like the last, the two right before the finale, like nothing happened mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> so like stuff happened, but like it was clearly just like we're setting up the even bigger thing for the finale. And I hate that in television, but like it kind of worked out for being able to to binge netflix i think makes all their stuff with binging in mind like they know that's their business model right to to the point like big mouth like has callbacks to previous episodes yeah and then they will lampshade the fact that they that you're binge watching okay it's like wait what was that he's like that was a callback to the last episode and then he looks at the screen he's like you're binge watching aren't you yeah you're binge watching which see i can i can understand that but then like i also come from the point of view of like we don't you for something and it's this weird thing because like in my opinion television i kind of go with that old school model of you know week to week or even if it's you know like uh like daytime television like a soap opera or something you at least have a 24 hour break or 23 hour break it helps you process what you watched yeah if you're watching a bunch in a row maybe you're not really fully it all kind of blends together yeah and and i have that where i've done that with people where i'm like yeah this happened no wait that wasn't in in that one it was in this other episode or whatever you know was that episode three or was it episode four i don't know i watched them all together and it's also a matter of in like for us we're we're people of twitter and stuff and it's like where does the spoiler warning happen? You know, if something comes out like for a film, you know, some people will say, well, you have, you know, for, for me, you have three weeks. And if you don't watch it within three weeks of it coming out, that's your own fault. You know, spoilers. But then there are some things where, you know, like the latest Marvel movie, if you know the day it comes out, because a lot of the press get like early access to it, the day it comes out, they're just like, here are the post credit scenes and here's what everything means. And here's the references to the comic books and here's what it's setting up for the future. And it's like, I personally, I, whenever a movie comes out, if I can't go opening day, I tend to go the following Tuesday because at one of our local movie theaters, it's $5 movie day. So I'll just like, not go online for a little bit because I'm like, well, I don't want to be spoiled on anything and I want to go see the the cheap showing of this movie. Yeah, with the Marvel movies especially because like they all follow each other. Like yeah. they all lead into the next one. You, and that's you, it like that, but that's like a TV series basically, which I love. At this but... point, yeah, they're just serialized. It's just one story. Yeah. Um, the only thing, I mean, maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy are a little kind of adjacent. Right. Because they kind of deal with more cosmic things. Right. But, uh, but now, I mean, you if we ever get another movie again. I mean, they're tied They're tied in with the main continuity. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Infinity War. Uh, of course, we're never going to get another Guardians of the Galaxy, are we? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, last I heard, they're using his script, but they're looking for another director. They've postponed... They've indefinitely postponed the pre-production, but they're going to be using his script, but he signed on for Suicide Squad 2, so... Which I also heard was going to ignore the first one don't all the dc movies just ignore each other at this point (laughs) they were really trying hard there for like two movies to really set stuff up because as far as i know affleck is gone and henry cavill as superman is gone henry cavill's definitely gone and ben affleck's waffling yeah and they're trying to make the batman with matt reeves as director and apparently they have completely conflicting ideas what that movie's supposed to be and they're also doing 
Well, I, found, I, I just heard recently the Birds of Prey movie is going to be called Birds of Prey colon The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. So don't know if Joker is going to be in that, but probably at least references to him. Is it going to be the what's his face? Jared. Is it Leto or Leto? Leto. It's Leto. I don't know. I don't know. 30 seconds. 30 seconds from Mars guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be him? Is it going to be this? There's like they're doing that 1980s version of the Joker. Which, well, you're excited about that? Phoenix. Yes, I am, because Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is an amazing actor. <laughs> but I saw and that it's, picture it's, and it looks terrible. There, I don't think that's supposed to be the Joker, though. That is pre-Joker. It looks horrendous. Like, I think he was a, a master criminal before he falls into the into the acid. Okay. So I don't I don't think that's supposed to be. And like people said the same thing about Heath Ledger's makeup, and now it's iconic. I've never seen that movie. I don't think that makeup looks very good, to be honest. I don't know how you've never seen The Dark Knight and how we're friends. I just don't <laughs> understand how this is working. Um, anyway, we're off topic. We are, but that tends to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what you've been enjoying recently. Is yes, this, Big Mouth movies. and... Uh, the Mike Tyson. Yeah, the Mike Tyson thing. Yep. I... So I've been waiting for this for quite a while, and, and I kind of tease this, and, and you're one of the only people, I gotta say, that I have not told this to, only because I know that I wanted to do this as an episode, so I didn't want to spoil you on anything. And I'm gonna have to probably cut out some of the audio on this, because I want to play you part of the thing. Um, I've been getting into this new podcast... Well, I was... I was um, uh, listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks, and then I saw something on Instagram, and I looked into it, and I went, okay, I need to take a break from everything, except for one podcast, the one with the Australian guys that I've played some stuff for you or sent you some stuff, except for that one, which only comes out, that comes out every Monday, but that's just, like, all the latest news, so I don't necessarily want to, like, fall behind in that, but, like, any other ones, like, from the YouTubers I watch or or anything else, I've, I basically set them all aside for a good five, six, seven weeks because I wanted to get into this, and it's called, it's a podcast series, it's a serialized thing, it's called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Okay. Have you heard of it? I have not. Okay. It's, the, it's it, they're English people, and I know you're so shocked that I'm listening to, some, <laughs> to something with three English people. Um... But it's uh, the the there's it's two guys and a girl, and I think they all work in like the entertainment industry. I know the the girl that's on the show. Her name is Alice. She works for BBC One Radio, and I don't quite know what the other two did, but like they all went to to university together. And the one guy, Jamie, he went home at one. Now it's him, and he has like three sisters. But he went home at one point, and his dad handed him this manuscript and he's like here I want you to read this and it's erotic literature like why he didn't give it to one of the daughters I don't know <laughs> but he basically and it's horrible dude it's so bad and he wrote like four books and like they're published as ebooks you can literally buy them for like your kindle or whatever on amazon since then we talk about real real life or kayfabe here no no no. this is all real everything i'm telling you is completely real you can buy the books on your on your kindle kayfabe's a wrestling term yeah sorry (laughs) um but yeah, no, they, oh my gosh, I, side note, I heard, um, on one of, not one of these, po- it was a different podcast cause I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking a break only because, uh, another friend of ours is also listening to this and she's behind 
in certain episodes, and I promised her that I wouldn't move on until she gets caught up to where I'm at. So I'm actually in between seasons two and books two and three right now. There's four seasons out so far because he's written like six books before the first one was ever published. Published, I should say, <laughs> in quotes. Um, but I was I was catching up on a, a, another podcast with these YouTubers that I watch, and one of them uh, was talking about vocabulary and stuff, and he used the word heel in a YouTube video. And he's like, yeah, what does that even mean? He's like, it means the bad guy. Like, everyone knows that. And these are guys who, like, they criticize wrestling and things like that. Not to go off on a wrestling tangent, but these are, like, guys who are like, you know, oh, that fake wrestling stuff and, and whatever. And I'm just laughing because they're like, he, you know, the one guy's like, heel means bad guy. Everyone knows that. It's like a general term. And I'm like, it's a wrestling term. <laughs> That's where it came from. You just, you think it's general, but you're using a wrestling term. <laughs> Sorry. Um... But yeah, no, um, this, this podcast and the grammar is just horrible in it. The guy eventually starts doing like different, um, um, like accents and things. And, uh, there's, it's, I, you know, I gotta, cause I don't have it. I, I gotta look it up, but it's, it's called Belinda Blinked is the title of these, of these books. And, it's just, if you've never, for you and anybody else who's never um, heard it, I'm going to actually play you a clip in a bit, um, but it's, I cannot describe the level of horribleness that this is. Which is making me intrigued. <laughs> it really is, and it's one of those things, and, and I'll be out with, with, well, it's Angelina is the mutual friend I was talking about before, she's been on this show, but will be out driving and sh there will just be things that it just baffles the mind. Like one of the things, for example, is about to, I mean, if it hasn't been raunchy already, it's going to get a little bit raunchier. I mean, I was talking uh, <laughs> anything big mouth related. I mean, so, um, this podcast is rated triple X. So one of the things that, that have, like, there's a lot of like awkward sex, like, um, and there's like certain things where a character will basically sit on another character's face. Okay. He's, he, he'll say, you know, she blah, blah, you know, she, she sidled on up to her face or whatever and move and went down. And he thinks lowering yourself onto someone is going, is what going down on someone means. <laughs> It's not like a British American. English. No, no, they comment on the fact that like that's not what going down on okay, someone. Okay, I, I didn't means. know if there was a difference. No, no, no. It's just that's not what it means. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, at one point, he well, first of all, in regards to the vagina, he says lids instead of lips. Good. Every time. <laughs> Some Clive Barker shit. He never. He always says lids instead of lips. It's hilarious. <laughs> And sometimes, like, someone will take their shirt off and their breasts will just fall out. That's not, like, erotica is supposed to be, like, described as, like, sexy or whatever. Talking about their breasts falling out, or at one point there's a woman whose, whose nipples are described as the rivets on the Titanic. <laughs> uh, it's just, so what you're saying is this is way better than Fifty Shades of Grey. It's and that's the thing is like they talk about the fact that like they think he was inspired by this, but he thinks that it's at a level that none like because okay so well let me go back 
his they use his pen name because they we know the guy's name, but he he'll never he doesn't reveal the name of his his father. They only use his pen name, which is Rocky Flintstone. Good. <laughs> they only ever refer to him as Rocky Flintstone or Rocky or or Jamie's dad. <laughs> Um, oh, and one of the guys, not that it matters, but one of the guys, uh, not Jamie, but the, the other guy, the other guy, James is gay. So he has little to no knowledge of the female anatomy. Okay. So it's always hilarious for him where he's like, is that how that works? And like the, and like they always look to Alice and she's like, why do I have to be the one to explain anatomy to you guys? Like one of the things consistently is the fact that someone will grab the woman's cervix which is located like up inside the body. <laughs> so are they like they're they're doing like a dramatic reading of of this guy's father's books? He's well, and, it's it's and him. The father is okay with this. He loves it. Okay, and he listens to each episode. But they say he listens to each episode about a hundred times. And even though to use a British phrase, they're taking the piss out of him. He thinks that he's on such a level with these books and with his intelligence that he's above all of us who are basically just along for the jokes. And he thinks that he's so much better than the rest of us. Uh, delusions of grandeur. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as he's not like hurt. I don't think so. Cause like you can, and that's the thing is like they've had, cause they, um, starting at the end of season one and into season two, they started doing a thing called footnotes where they'll put out two episodes a week, one on Monday and it's hashtag porno day. Um, and then I think it's like Thursday or something they put out. Uh, a footnotes episode where like they've had they had Elijah Wood on because he's a fan of this series. Okay. <laughs> um, they had. Um, Do you ever see the show? Um, what is it? Crazy Ex Girlfriend or something? It was on the CW. It was. It's kind of a musical show, but they had the woman who created that. They had um, Michael Sheen, the guy who played um, William Masters in the show Masters of Sex, the okay. main guy. They had yeah. him on. They've had other like they've had. Uh, they had a guy who's like a friend of theirs who's a doctor to like, they're like, can you help us with some of the, like, you need to explain the fact that like these anatomical things are not correct. And he's like, they're not at all. <laughs> um, they had, there's a, another, there's a British uh, podcast and the guy who co-hosted, uh, they also do a show on the BBC. Um, it's called, uh, well, the show, the TV show that they do is called, I think it's called like IQ or IQ test. And the podcast they do is called, there's no such thing as a fish. So they had him on once because um, basically that series is uh, where it's this whole thing of like no fish species are actually related to other fish species. So like that was like the basis of the show. So it's just like weird things. So like they had him on talking about like this set of like 90 year old twin prostitutes in Amsterdam or something. And he's like, it, it happens, you know, so like they had him on for like 20 minutes talking about that or whatever. Um, but. It's just, it's so, and like, they'll have things. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same level here. Like what I brought to the table <laughs> and what you brought to the table I'm are just, kind of like, the, yeah. they're, they're very similar. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I, I have the, the Wikipedia thing here. So, um, there's, okay. So season one is 13 episodes with four footnotes and a best of season two is 17 episodes, 16 footnotes and a best of season three, which I haven't even started yet is 15 episodes, 14 footnotes and a best of. And then they literally just about a week or two ago, as of this recording wrapped up season four. Okay. Um, and each season is a book. Yeah. How many books are there? Uh, 
I think there's six, but they're only up to four. I mean, they're... I'm hoping the actual answer is infinite. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, and they talk about it within like the first few episodes. They they say about how like he he thinks because she. Okay, so here's the. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a thing of like, how is this? The industry that Belinda Blumenthal, that's her name, that she works in, is... So pretty. <laughs> Blumenthal. But he constantly says, like, American things. They went to the restroom. They talk on their cell phones. They don't say restroom or cell phones. No, it's mobile. They say mobile. I've watched enough Sherlock yeah. to know that much. Yeah, they say yes. mobile. They say loo or just toilet. Right. You know? And they spell... Uh, he spells realized with a... Zed, because they don't say Z, they say Zed. Right. He spells real, they, you know, he'll spell... That confused the hell out of me when I first heard that. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about, what, Zed? Zed? <laughs> yeah. I watched Shaun of the Dead in, like, 2004 when it came out. I'm like, what the fuck are they, what are they saying? What is this fantasy land of England? <laughs> Canada does it, too, sometimes, actually. I mean, yes, they're very Canadian, but French also. But, yeah, no, because uh, that's actually a joke on How I Met Your Mother the one time they say something about ZZ Top and... and Robin says ZZ top. Oh, no. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Um, okay, so what it says here, according to the Wikipedia page, Belinda Blinked is a genuine series of at least six books, three of which are available as self-published ebooks for sale and download. As of 2017, Flintstone... Oh, that's what I was going to say really quick was the fact that he's also... Because she works in the exciting world of sales... Pots and pans. She sells pots and pans. <laughs> That's her thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, and she goes all over the world speaking with all sorts of representatives from stores about selling her goods, and they all get her goods as well. So, let me t you know? Um, and that's the thing is Rocky thinks that this could easily just be a series of... Belinda in Paris, Belinda in Australia, Belinda in Afghanistan, or whatever. <laughs> Afghanistan's big in the pots and pans market. That's like foremost on their list of problems is not enough pots and pans. Um, okay, so as of 2017, he was working on the sixth book and had said he... he uh, intends to continue as he, quote, needs the money. <laughs> the first four books were written and completed before the first podcast began airing in 2015. And they talk about it on the show. He writes all of these within the span of, like, an afternoon. Well, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I know. That pissed me fuck off, too. That. <laughs> Here I am. No, no, no. But, dude, I promise you, once you hear it, you'll go, yeah, all right, this is kind of an afternoon <laughs> thing. I'm fully in agreement with you. And, like, there are times when I question, like, is he actually a good writer and Angelina is like no he's not because <laughs> I'm like he, he kind of is though she's like he's really not <laughs> I guess it's just like he... George R.R. Martin I mean like what is he doing like this this guy can make a fucking book in an afternoon and well he writes what is it winds of winter we've been waiting like 20 years for now like he writes in his I think he's now allowed back in the house but he he started writing in his shed because his wife, they, and they always refer to anybody else in the extended Flintstone family at like his, he's Rocky. So his wife is Wilma and the mother-in-law is whatever the mother-in-law from the 
John Goodman Flintstone movie was called or whatever. You know what I mean? So like they're always forgot that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so did I until they talked about it. I'm like, oh, that's right. I think it was like Elizabeth Taylor played the mother-in-law too. There were like, a series wow. of Flintstone movies. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, wow, the 90s were fucking crazy. <laughs> um, the fir- Okay, so here we go. The first was released in March 2015 under its full title. This is, I kid you not, the t- and every time they talk about, like, not every episode, but every time, like, they're starting a new book or finishing up a new book or something, they talk about the full title of the book. And each chapter, of course, they talk about the title of that, too. But this is the full title of the first book. Belinda Blinked semicolon one and he's always there's a rogue semicolon or comma everywhere <laughs> okay that's why i'm saying you could once you hear it you'll go oh yeah i can see how this guy could write this in an afternoon maybe this will like inspire me <laughs> i hope so because <laughs> well one it would be really weird to read your erotica but like i don't know if you're going with that <laughs> well no that's not where i was going with it mine would be illegal probably true in, in at least five states that I know of. Yeah. Um, and also, no, I want to fucking like finish something that's like good. Yeah. Okay. So Belinda blinked semicolon one, a modern story of sex, comma, erotica and passion, period. How the sex oh, he doesn't use the Oxford comma. No, wait, 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 wait. No, this dude. is still, no, this is still the title. So a modern wait, story. Wait, 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 hold on. No, no, what? no. Seriously? Oh yeah, no, no. This is still I thought the, you were in the description. No, this is still the title of the book. Fuck out of here. Belinda blinked semicolon one. And, and there's no like colon after that or anything. It's just Belinda blinked one, a modern story of sex, erotica and passion, period. How the sexiest sales girl in business earns her huge bonus by being the best at removing her high heels. That's the title of book number one. What's the cover look like? <laughs> it's, I don't, it, it's like an anime, like somebody made a cover for it. I don't remember what it is. You were going to say anime, weren't you? No, it's not anime. It's okay, like, it's, it's some sort of just, like cartoon looking thing, but yeah. no. It's just like, but, I was just imagining the whole cover was just words. Here's the, it has to be. Here's the, so, uh, this, uh, Belinda blinked semicolon two the continuing story of comma dripping sex comma and big business deals period colon keep following the sexiest sales girl in business as she earns her huge bonus by removing her silk blouse that's the title of book two yeah this guy's pretty good I haven't even played you the thing yet. He's good at titles. Here's, I okay. thought I was good at titles. He's really good. Do you want to hear the third one? Yeah, absolutely do. <laughs> this is the only one, because this is as far, because I'm only up to, about to start three, so I don't know anything after this, but it's Belinda Blinked, semicolon, three, colon, the continuing erotic story of sexual activity, comma, dripping action, and even bigger business deals as Belinda relentlessly continues to earn her huge bonus. <laughs> And this is this is my problem. When people are like, "Oh, Zach, are you gonna go to school for creative writing?" I'm like, "I don't think I have to." <laughs> this guy worked in sales. He traveled the world. It wasn't pots and pans, but I don't remember what it was. But he worked in sales, so he drew upon that to write these books. Now, you gotta write what you know, folks. <laughs> this guy's good at removing his blouse. <laughs> Maybe I should write about a grocery store. I've done it. It's actually not as difficult as you think. <laughs> well, I had that price out. Yeah, it's true. All right. Unbelievable so, tales from an intergalactic grocery store. I got so, to go back to that. So, okay. Now, do you want to hear the preview episode for 
the first one, or do you want me to go right into the first episode? How long are the episodes? Um, I won't play, necessarily play you the whole thing, but each each one in season one is about a half hour. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. All right. So I'll play you. I'll start playing you book one now. I'm gonna have to cut out the audio when I do this, so I'll probably put in some of their like because they and they that's the other thing is like in between each thing where they're like, here's the thing, let's get into the book, and then it's just like. Because yeah. you kind of got it. You know? sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here is, I'll play you the, the um, opening thing of season one, episode one of My Dad Wrote a Porno. Okay, we took a pause. What it what? <laughs> um... I want to listen to it. <laughs> so, like, you sold me. <laughs> you know, they, 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 uh, at the end of the clip you played me, they're like, all right, you know, I don't know how I'd feel about anybody else writing porn, you uh-huh. know, anybody that I know. One of our former store managers or co manager wrote a book in the 90s. Yes. Okay. And you know who I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. And he, he, he lent me the manuscript the last time he was there. Okay. Because, like, we kind of had that whole, like, creative, you know, we saw an eye on that shit. Yeah. And it was good. Um, it was it was good, um, but there was like at least one sex scene, and it made me uncomfortable <laughs> because I just imagined him at his like at his typewriter going <laughs> titties, <laughs> like it made me. Oh, Ugh. dude, wait till you hear. You want to hear some more of this? Sure. All right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm taking a pause. What, what are you thinking now? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing some of it for Zach in the in these little <laughs> downtime things, and and the silence that you're or the whatever you're hearing in between is a lot longer than it actually is on the on the episode. But yeah, so <laughs> what are you what are you thinking? <laughs> Uh, we I'm, are kind of just startled, really. We're only eight minutes into the first episode, by the way. And they haven't even gotten to the book yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I gotta go out. These are on Amazon? Um, this is, you could get this. Um, I know Angelina listens to it off of the Google Play app. I've, I have the Apple I podcast the books. app. Oh, the books. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, you're going to want to, although you're going to want to read the books. First of all, I think you'll get frustrated reading the books, but you're going to, this is basically like an, enhanced audio book version. Okay. So you're going to want it because they provide lots of commentary. They actually do have, they, these three plus Rocky did publish a legitimate book towards the end of season two. And it's called my dad wrote a porno and it's like the annotated version. And like, they have some of his like original notes in there and they ask him questions about like his writing process and all this sort of stuff. But what is his writing process? I think he just has like, well, the way that his characters drink, which you'll love that. Cause like they each down a bottle of champagne, like every five minutes. Um, <laughs> I think he just has like champagne and just sits in his shed. And just See, you know, I try that, but then I get like, I get tired. <laughs> By the time I'm 20 drinks deep, I'm like, all right, time to write. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm just going to watch TV and go to bed. Yeah. That's every night. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> Just want to stop and tell you, no lie, up until about the last 
two weeks or so because she Angelina's been behind. This is what I've been listening to to and from work every day. So I, I for for season one, I was getting about two episodes in because I reach about a half hour. I was like two episodes every day. <laughs> you walk into work because it takes me about an hour. Right. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd just be walking down the down the street, be like, like with the music, three in the morning. Yep. You feel like you have, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> sort of baffled. <laughs> now, are you glad that I didn't tell you about any of this before and I'm just like letting it like just all <laughs> come at once? I don't know. I feel like I would have had notes. <laughs> I would have had something to say other than... (laughs) (laughs) Folks, if you're out there and you're like, oh, I can't publish this book, you know, nobody will... This guy got this shit published. Published? Well, he self-published. That's the thing. Elijah Wood asks them at one point, like, who publishes? They're like, Elijah. Like, he published it himself. No one would publish this. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, this shit you could buy. So, like... (laughs) Follow your dreams, y'all. Like, if you got a story or something, just make it because this guy is—he's setting the precedent. I am gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, while we have it paused, I want to talk a little bit more. Maybe we could wrap the episode up and then I'll play you a little bit more. Um, but I did want to talk a little bit about sort of our uh, creative stuff because one of the last times you were on, because this is probably going to be one of the last times I have you on this year. So one of our our goals was for you to finish something and for me to write a full season of a show. I will flat out say I did not do that. However, um, I wrote two pilots and I wrote the basic synopses for uh, what would be six to eight episodes of the one, which would be the first season, and the other one is a more serialized show. So I have kind of an idea of where the next batch of stories would go, but I didn't actually write them out. But I think I'm not, it's, it's not what the, what the, the task was, but I am still happy with what I did. How are you with your creative endeavors? My writer's block is worse than ever. I literally cannot write a single word. And I'm going to go ahead and blame just the overwhelming, audacity of the holidays because we work in a grocery store Mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving was a mad dash to lose your sanity as fast as possible. This Thanksgiving was not good. Other Thanksgivings in the past have been not good, but this one was, there was, uh, within the last year, our store has been remodeled and so there's more pressure and I think this being the biggest time of the year, the holiday from from Thanksgiving probably until New Year's. Mm-hmm. I think this was just the first wave of that. We were actually just at a meeting the other day where one of the uh, more, I don't know, senior management, but in that store he's more senior management, he flat out said, like, these, like these three, four days that we're in are, like, the best we're going to get basically until New Year's. <laughs> yeah, way to rally the troops. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so this is also my first major holiday as, uh, you know, in in management, low-level management. Um, It's still hell, and I hate it, but... um, so. See, I would think that that would 
And now I, I'm I'm saying this as someone who's experiencing similar to what you have because um, it's taken me forever to get some more Lost with Friends episodes out. Um, I feel like I'm not necessarily as passionate about wrestling renegades as I was, you know, even this time last year when I was like, you know, Hey, we should, we should do this. And yeah, we were trying no, to get it started or whatever. Yeah. And even with Paul and all's, I, I'm not, I haven't been phoning it in. I don't want to say that, but I've, I've been focused on getting, you know, to the hundredth episode. Well, and getting you know, this if, done or if, whatever. if you guys listen to wrestling renegades, uh, the last episode we had our friend Corey on. Mm-hmm. And he made mention of, like, his biggest block to getting back into what he was passionate about, in his case, uh, professional wrestling, was he worked a 9-to-5. Yep. And I'm like, and you and I looked at each other yep, like, we did. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, what does that mean? I don't, know, I don't know what he's talking about. We said that even, I think. <laughs> but we were actually sat at this very, you weren't, sit, you weren't sitting there, you were sitting right over there. But yeah, we actually, like, looked up at each other at the exact same moment. Yeah, and and so, like, you know, Thanksgiving, and, like, this, this current week that we're in is sort of, like, the week after Thanksgiving, and... Uh, Maybe the next week will be okay because food stamps, I think, is the week after, and food stamps is a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, and then I write, it's right in the Christmas, and I don't really deal with Christmas well. Um, I, you could call it seasonal affective disorder, but it's not because there's no sunlight. It's just the overwhelming merriness. I'm not. Yeah, because you're. You're. I mean, you're very upbeat and like a funny person and whatever, but like. You're also a huge pessimist. Oh, yeah. No, I'm cynical <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when people are like, oh, come on, man, it's Christmas. Be happy. It's like, all right, first of all, motherfucker, let me talk about the pagans and your bullshit holiday. Well, see, I and this is the thing. Before I worked in retail, I loved Christmas. I really did. It was one of my favorite holidays. And I say that as someone whose birthday is near Christmas. So, like, I've always kind of had an issue with Christmas anyway, because I'm like, my birthday is not Christmas. It's my, my birthday is more important. Yeah. Um, but I was listening to a podcast just today, because, as I said before, I was, like, kind of catching up on some. And the one guy was talking about how he he grew up in Boston and he... All his life, all he ever wanted was to be an entertainer, to be a comedian, whatever. And so he went into stand-up comedy, and he struggled, and he, you know, not necessarily homeless, but, like, he did little side jobs, whatever, but he never took a straight-up job like we have, where that's, like, our primary thing, because he was always like, I want to focus on comedy and I feel like you hear that so often where it's like if the because he's actually that particular guy even said in another thing where um he got like a like uber eats or you know something like that delivered to his house um in LA because that's where he lives now and he and the guy was like you know man how do I live you know how do I get into living in a neighborhood like this and it's I mean it's it's a nice neighborhood it's better than anything we have around here but it's not like you know the Hollywood Hills or anything, you know, but he's like, man, how do I get into a neighborhood like this? And the guy's like, well, what are you passionate about? And he said, I just love to dance. Like, that's what I want to do. And he's like, okay, well, which is more important to you dancing or having a lot of money? Because chances are you're not necessarily going to be able to have both. And even if you can dance and, and whatever, is that what's going to make you happy and, and all this other stuff. And I feel like, like I would love to be the kind of person who I just say, you know what, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to make writing or I'm going to make podcasting my number one thing. I lose money doing these podcasts right now. 
You know what I mean? I think I think I could make money off of them if I just have to would change a few things around and whatever. I think I could make money off of them. Not necessarily enough. To, and I don't live like a lavish lifestyle. I mean, you're literally sitting in my apartment right now. This isn't like a kingdom or anything. It's a nice studio for what I need it for right now. Whatever. It's a nice place to live. But like, it's not like a mansion or anything by any means. And but, I'm not, but, but, I mean, you know, just making a minimum wage, you... And we don't. We don't make minimum wage. We make a little bit more than that. Yeah. But, like, it's hard to afford life. Yeah. You know, and... And, and we live in a pretty cheap area, too. Like, I compared know. to, and like... like you, look at, you look at, like, the, the rates that are, like, like, apartments are going for, and you're just like, fuck, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. And, like, I would, like... I feel, and this is this is not anything against my parents or anything like that, but I feel like sometimes I wish I had, I w- well, I wish I, it's in some instances, I wish I hadn't like moved around so much. Like I wish there was like a childhood home, you know, like even people who go to college and we know this, we know people who've done this, like they went off and they went to college and then they moved back in with their parents. I can't do that. Even if I wanted to go to college right now, like I would still be paying, you know, half the rent on this apartment while I'm going to college and whatever, because I pay for stuff and my mom pays for stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's, I'm an adult. I bet I'm not saying the people who move back in with their parents aren't adults or anything like that. No, it's just, like, it's hard to afford. Like, like, you know, one of my best friends, uh, uh, Maria actually, you know, she is an audiologist. And right now she's up in Boston mm-hmm. on like kind of her last two semesters of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she needs to. Uh, it's basically you're working an internship, and she went up to Boston, and that's great. Except she's like, once Whoa. It's, yeah, Sorry. she's like, once it's over, I can't really live up here because it's too expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah, she's like, so I guess I'm gonna go back home and live with my parents. And I'm like, see, and then you have your, you know, expensive degree, and it's just like not enough. Right. Like, the only thing I could think of for something like that would be, like, unless there's, like, a teacher who's like, hey, I think you're one of the best in the class. Let me, you know, set you up with somebody who does this. only happens in, like, fiction. Right, exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing is, like, and I I feel like for writing, honestly, for for the writing that you and I do, I feel like New York or California would probably be the best places. Like, Pennsylvania is not necessarily the place for something like that. But then again... In, you know, the world of, of 2018, you can clearly get anything e-published. <laughs> As evidence, like, like the manager that I uh, used to work with, uh, you know, he, he, his problem was that, like, he wrote it in the 90s. And this is before, like, you could do that. Yeah, self-publishing used to be, like, a huge thing because you would have to get someone to do it. You'd have to pay large amounts and then you would be out the money and basically you would sell your book. You would try to get like local bookstores to sell it or you would sell it to friends. Right. But you were taking the huge investment on yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever, if, even if, even if people loaned you money, but then of course a lot of people feel guilt and it's like, oh, I have to pay that money back or whatever. Yeah. But, but like he couldn't get it published because, you know, he didn't have any credentials. He didn't go to school for it. Yeah. He never got like anything in the local paper, you know, like on the sports beat or yeah. whatever. So nobody would publish him. And now he's like all distraught. Mm-hmm. First of all, he has to rewrite it because there's a lot of dated references. It was written in the mid '90s, okay. Um, and he knows he knows he's got to rewrite it, but uh, you know he's still like, "Oh, how am I going to publish it?" I'm like, "There's like dinosaur erotica that you could buy." They on actually Amazon. On, on the one footnotes for that for that thing, they actually the guy talks the one guy talks about that the doctor that I told you that they have on they I think it's him 
might be the guy the there's no such thing as a fish guy but one of them talks about the fact that like there is that and actually if you search that um if you search um belinda blinked or my dad wrote a porno on amazon it's like the first four or five things are related to that podcast and then like the fifth and sixth things are like the dinosaur erotica because yeah. it's all kind of in the same you publish whatever <laughs> you want it's just my my problem specifically is that i have this writer's block and like if i get into the groove writing something i lose it too fast to like actually complete anything which is why i keep trying to scale down what i'm trying to write right you know now i'm on to uh like a kind of a comic book character uh phantasm and uh each story is about three or four pages long that's that's what they're trending and i i wrote them like last year at this time okay um so I'm like, maybe I should just dive back into that character because, like, I know a lot of where that character is going to go. I just haven't – I'm still setting up the world and the characters. I fully – I mean, okay, so when I first started writing years and years ago, I would just be like, you know, oh, I th- like, I used to wa- like watching the um, – guys from new york that did the motorcycles the american chopper show i would be like oh and i was kind of also getting into like sons of anarchy at the time so i'm like oh that could be like a like i could basically write my own version of that tried it not good because i don't know that world whatever and i slow you know i would move on to like other things and i've i've written films and i've written tv shows and whatever and and um i wrote the thing about you know uh, the grocery store and you've actually you've read that, and I think that's I think it's one that's one of the things I'm most proud of. But I know for a fact that I could not make that right now unless I got like every single person I know from all over the world to like loan me a hundred, two hundred dollars. Then maybe I would be able to make it if that. Right. But I know that I cannot make that. So I started doing that where I like started scaling back on like what I'm And that's, it's difficult for me cuz I'm like all right well I'm going to write something called the Dreamer's Dichotomy. Right. And I know what the sequel's called and I'm like all right and I start writing it and I'm like this isn't a short story this is a novel. Well, I, that's... I I that's what I get ideas for are are novels or at the very least novellas but like short stories that yeah. like you'd publish in a magazine if it was the 20s or whatever. Yeah. You know like I I, I, I aim too high. I am Icarus. Well, that's... I am Icarus. I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I've said it before, and I don't know if I've ever actually said it on this show, but, like, I feel like I picked... Well, okay, I didn't pick it, and that's the thing, is, like, I've just always been such a fan of television, even just watching regular television, watching wrestling growing up with, like, the serialized stories, and one thing leads into another, and I watch mm-hmm. soap operas and things like that, and actually one of the things that I wrote is kind of soap opera-esque. You actually read that as well. Um, I've just, I've always loved just serialized stories. And it's all, for me, it's always been movies and TV and movies, of course, not necessarily serialized, but just, it was always like, I have these visions in my head. I want to bring them to life. And then after a certain point, like within the last few years, I've, I've, and I always say I picked the wrong, but it's not necessarily that I picked the wrong. It's just, I have the wrong medium because mine requires other people. And that is my biggest hurt right now. I wrote a radio play. Literally, it would just need to be me and you, for example, or one other person just sitting here in my apartment, or I could even go to them because I wanted to be local people where I could go to them, set up the second microphone or even just one microphone, just have them read the lines. I would think, and I'm not, I don't mean to sound angry at anybody in particular, but I would think that would not necessarily be the biggest 
hurdle. If it's it's t- less than 20 pages long, nobody has, I think there's one character that has like a huge thing of dialogue and that's only like not even half a page. You know what I mean? But like, I would not think it would be that difficult to get nine people to agree to read some lines in front of a microphone. I cannot get anybody for the life of me. And I hate the fact that I need other people. I've read for early episodes of this show. I did like a dramatic reading of like my own. Actually, it was the the very first episode of the of Gateway. The, well, at that time it was called Gateway, the the grocery store show. I did like a dramatic reading, and I got a lot of positive response from it. And people are like, "Oh, that's great! I'd love to hear more." I. It's not that I don't like reading my own stuff. I want to hear other people read it because I can, you know, I could do voices or whatever, but it just, to me, there needs to be more people. It would feel more real to me. Right. You know, also like with, with creating is, uh, you lose objectivity, you know, like apparently this, this guy, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Rocky Flintstone, uh, has no objectivity, but, uh, you want another person's take on it or, or you want another person to experience it. Yeah. But, and that's a problem that I have. Like, you you're busy and I get it. Like I'll send you stuff and sometimes I do I do you don't get you don't get to it. You I know? do. And, I mean I try. I really do try and I do read stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of the times it's like at like the last minute or like I will get busy with other stuff. Just keep reminding me. I don't care. Like I don't care if you if you do that. I'm telling you. Like flat right, out. Phantasm just, Volume One. I have it right there on my computer. It's on your computer. <laughs> it really is. And <laughs> I read it. I reread it a couple weeks ago. Or okay. Whenever I sent it to you, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, I know it's not in script format, it's in novel format, would you be willing to come back on this show and do a, do a reading of it? So, so maybe yeah, if, yeah. if, you know, it, you it's, can't get... It's narrated in, an, in a way where, like, like, I'm like, all right, hold on, let me back up. And then I, I, I start talking yes. about, like, that's, that's how I, <laughs> that's kind of how I wrote it. So I got to tell you, um... There are TV shows. There's actually a TV show that I'm kind of sort of rewatching right now. And I see this on TV shows a lot where something will happen and then it'll go, you know, 48 hours earlier or whatever. And for the most part, I'm perfectly okay with that. For some reason, the last two things you've sent me, there have been things where it's like, this could, this could, you know, so-and-so feels this way and it could be explained by this, or it could be explained by this, could even be explained by this, but it's actually this, this, and this. But wait, let me back up. And I'm like, you're throwing 20 ideas at me at a time, man. Where do I start? I don't even know. <laughs> you just, just got to process it, baby. I know. And that's, that's Look, one of the it, other it, reasons. It's that sort it's... of like Rocky Flintstone. I know. I, I, I am on another plane of existence. I know. And it, that's, that's I'll tell you flat out, that's one of the reasons it takes me a bit. Because I'm like, okay, like, not that I passively read anything, but I'm like, okay, I really need to. And it's, it's the same with my own personal writing, where there are times where I'm just like, okay, I need to, you know, I need to to be like, okay, put the podcast out of my mind, put the, like, I'll tell you, when I first moved into this apartment, the studio, when I first moved into this apartment, actually, my computer was set up right here next to where I'm sitting right now, and we didn't have internet. Uh, We moved in in November, and it wasn't until, like, April or May of, you know, like, a few months later that we got internet. I got so much writing done because except for the few things on my phone, there was little to nothing to distract me because like I had Facebook, but like I didn't really go on Facebook that much. I had Twitter. wasn't really going on Twitter that much. It was like peak TV season. So like, and I didn't have cable or anything. So I was like kind of out of the loop with everything. Yeah. So I got 
so much writing done and I wish I could go back to that but there is like almost no like when I was um when I was going to Los Angeles I think I pulled out my laptop and I got like I mean because I wanted to sleep and whatever because it was an early flight as well but like I got like a half hour to 45 minutes just straight up of editing a podcast which I haven't sat down and like done a full half hour, 45 minutes of a podcast or, or anything like that in a long time, because it's always like, listen to 10 minutes, check my phone, I know. listen to another 10 minutes. Oh, what's on Facebook? There's a Facebook oh, message. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, I'll open up Facebook. And I'm like, oh, let me just. Yeah, scroll. exactly. So, I mean, they give you the option to just go into like messages. So that's yeah. All you see. Yeah. On the desktop version. That's usually what I do. And I'm but just. It's easy, it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole of distraction. YouTube is the worst for that. Yeah. But yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, there's a good song i want to watch it live yeah exactly yeah. and it's like but like i'll do like and that's the thing is like i'll do the thing for like 10 minutes and then i'm like what's on the internet right now everything oh okay let me just take it all in you know <laughs> and it's it sucks but we live in a in a in a a highly distracting age yeah it's not it's not like Bram Stroker fucking writing Dracula where like what did he have to uh, engage with in well, the that's, 1800s that's the thing with, with Rocky where it's like he just goes out to his shed and he writes I don't know if he writes on a typewriter or a computer or whatever but like he just goes out to his shed and he just writes and I like there are t I mean if it wasn't so cold out right now there are times that I honestly think about just taking my laptop going out and sitting on my back porch and just writing and writing and writing and but then I'm like do I really want like I don't like I want to do that but like I don't want to do that at the same time because I just get really lazy and then I'll be like and then like I hear about like a new podcast or something or I'll just be like oh I want to listen to that and then like even I said I started listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks and then I got distracted by this other thing you know what I mean but I just I I wanted even if I didn't get my goal of writing a TV series, I thought with writing this thing less than, t and I sent it to somebody and I know she'll, she'll arguably, she'll never listen to this. I sent it to, to a good friend of mine and I said, will you read this thing that I wrote? And she's like, um, yeah, I guess if you send it. So I sent it to her and she goes, that's a lot of reading. And I'm like, it's less than 20 pages. It's arguably the shortest thing I've ever written, or at least in a lot, like since I've known this girl, it's like, it's, and since I've known you and I've known you a lot longer, Zach, right. you know, it's like one of the shortest things I've ever written. Seven years. And she, yeah. And she goes, seven years. Yeah. And she goes, um, she's like, yeah, but you read a lot and you write a lot and you record all those shows. So like, that's nothing for you. She's like, it's a lot for me. And I'm like, you know what? If you don't want to read it, you don't have to. You know what I mean? But like, I would not think, and I sent it to somebody else that we know. And I said, Hey, you know, would you read this? Um, keep in mind, like I potentially want to see if you'll come over and just like, and that's the other thing is like, I don't even need everybody here at the same time. Like you're here, for example, and I'm not saying this about you cause I know it's not necessarily your thing, but like in theory, I could get you to read one part and just have everything done. I messaged another friend of ours and I'm like, Hey, we read this. And he got like four pages in and he's like, He's, he's a father. I understand he's a new father, so I think you know who I'm talking about. But he's like, you know, man, I get distracted. He's like, can you, like, record it and, like, I'll listen to it and whatever? And I'm just like, I want other people to record it. That's the thing. I don't want to record it myself. I want other people to record it. Yeah, like if you lived in, again, you're saying California or New York where you have all that creativity, all those creative minds in one place, mm -hmm. it would be easier. But yeah. in PA, we're all just depressed because we don't see the sun. Well, I... <laughs> When's I, the last time you saw the sun? I look at it. And I like I look at and uh, like, OK, so everybody knows like 
Logan Paul or Jake Paul like on YouTube and like I watch um David Dobrik and and the Vlog Squad people or whatever like I don't know if you know any of those people. Do you Logan know? Paul's not a good guy. Right, I know he's not. I don't watch him. Do you know <laughs> do you know who Liza Koshy is? No? no. Okay, anyway. So um but like this this one group of of YouTubers I watch it's not Logan or Jake Paul, but they all now they've kind of moved away but like they all moved to LA roughly at the same time because they all started out on Vine. So they all moved to LA at roughly the same time because they're like, you know what? You know, we're collaborating with each other. We're making good money. Like we all want to be in like this creative place. Like let's go do the, you know, and they all wanted to like, you know, some of them want to be actors, writers, whatever. Like we all want to go do this. Then they moved over to YouTube and then it's like, well, okay, we can do like vlog type stuff. We could do sketch type stuff. And they, often all appear in each other's stuff three or four of them lived in a house together and then like two or three of the other ones would just go over there and that was basically it was the house but it was also like their studio they like almost all of their bits and everything were filmed in that house and it was just the thing of like you know hey guys we're gonna be recording in here so you know can you put your headphones in and then there would even be days where all of them, there would be like seven or eight people just there in various rooms of the house and they would all just be editing on their laptops because they're like, all right, you know, we got to post our videos within the next few days or whatever. Um, you know, it's just, it's time to edit today. And they would all just be together because, you know, it would just be this, even if they were all working separately, they could just, you know, shout, Hey, so-and-so come here, check this out. Is this funny how I cut this together or whatever? And like, whether it's, you know, you and like Corey and, you know, some of the other people that we have worked with or whatever, or like me with like Jake or Kevin and Pat and like all of the, the lost friends that I have or whatever. There's just so many times where I just, and I do, and I legitimately do this where I will just look at real estate in certain places. Like, um, I have, I have some friends who live in North Carolina and like, I, and I've, I've heard it's beautiful. Like in January, they have like, uh, 60 70 degree weather there and i'm just like that's that's way better than anything we have here in january i could even deal with that um even though that's still too cold for me personally um but like i look and i go how much would a house with like seven bedrooms be because i think like i would love to have a situation even and that was the thing like even the they call themselves well they don't call themselves the vlog squad but like the internet calls them the vlog squad these guys even though they weren't all necessarily living in the same house, they all lived like down the street. And I don't mean the fact that like you live like a few towns away. It would be like basically from closer than from here to work, which is pretty close. Mm -hmm. All things considered, like they lived so much closer to each other where it was just like, Hey, come over. I need you to, you know, to be in this bit that we're doing or whatever. And I just so often wish that with any or all of my groups of friends, like I could just be like, this is the hub now, you know, like, let's just all be here and we could all just eat. Like I said, even if it's just a matter of like, like there, like if you wanted to, for example, I'm not saying you have to, and I'm not trying to like put you on the spot, but if you were just like one day, like, you know what, Paul, I can't really get into like a creative space. Like I'm just going to come over for a little bit. And you just wanted to like sit in my living room and just be like, I'm just going to try to write while I'm here. And I, while I'm editing a podcast, I would be like, great. Because you could bounce ideas. I mean, we do that with like Skype and Facebook or whatever anyway. But like, I just feel like there are certain things where when you're in the room with somebody, it's like 
different because they're literally right there. But like I would, and I've said that to um, like Angelina with her craft stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, you sew and whatever. Like if you want to just ever come over one day and just, you know, be like, hey, I'm going to sew in the corner while you do this. I'd be like, that's perfectly fine with me, you know? And then it's like, oh, hey, uh, I read this article. Do you want to record a podcast about it real quick? You'd be like, yeah, all right, I'll put this aside for now and come sit down and record a podcast. Like I would just love that so much. But I can't even get nine people to, and I've I've had a lot of positive feedback on that that thing that I wrote. But I can't even get nine people to potentially say yes to being in the damn thing. It's so frustrating. Right. I talked a lot there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck people. <laughs> Sometimes I feel that way. Yeah. Sometimes I really do. Um. I feel like with all the editing and everything that this is roughly the hour mark. Oh yeah, probably almost definitely. Um, so, all right, leading into 2019, what are our creative goals for 2019? Cause we didn't meet any of the ones that we had for 2018. Well, as far as my creativity goes, I think I have more work to do on myself psychologically. Okay. Um, like there's still stuff from years ago that I, I'm not really, I haven't processed yet. Have you ever thought about, even if it's not directly like, you know, you know, you have, I'm just saying this, I'll, I'll, I'll put something of mine out there. Okay. I have certain issues with the fact that my parents split up so young or the fact that my dad moved away. Right. There are times where I'll look at certain stories or even certain characters from certain stories and I'll be like, okay, so a character is going to go through this, but it's really a metaphor for their father issues or something. Have you ever thought about incorporating it into your writing to try to process your way through it? The thing is, uh, my brain is a very tumultuous place and how I'm feeling one week could be completely different from the next week. Right. Um, and like I'm on medication and shit, but I just think this is just who I am fundamentally. Um, you know, I deal with depression and, and, and bipolar and shit like that. But, uh, I think I, I need to find a better therapist because the one I'm seeing right now is too passive. I'm like, you know, I can't really write or, or focus on anything. And she's like, things will happen when they need to happen. And I'm like, that doesn't help me. I like, fully agree with that, but like, you need to like do things as well. There's um, in a show I can't that just we, sit and wait for something to happen. Like, that's I'm not that kind of person. In a show that we like, uh, there's characters who are, I want to say polyamorous, and some of them are polyamorous, but that's not what it is. Um, polytheistic, and one of the phrases that they um, repeat very often is, "The gods help those who help themselves." And even though I don't believe in, in, you know, multiple gods or anything like that, I often think that where like, I'll tell you flat out for the two first two years after I graduated high school, I just, I wrote and wrote and wrote and I wrote a, what I thought at the time was a really good screenplay. And I, I'm still proud of it. I'd probably have to change a few things now, but I'm still relatively proud of it. And I think it could be made fairly easily on like a very small budget. But for about two years, I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to write the most epic screenplay that I can. And I'm going to show it to everybody that I know. And everybody is going to be so impressed that they're just going to go, Paul, we believe in you so much. I'll be in it. I'll give you money for it. 
And not that I had like, not that, uh, you know, we said before about like delusions of grandeur. And it's, it wasn't necessarily that, but it was just like, I was just so, maybe it was, I guess, but like, I was just so not, <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to say it, but it was just so like, not realistic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't remember what you said that made me say that. What did you say? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, things happen when they need to happen. Things happen, right, yeah. yeah. And that was the thing, was like, you know, oh, the help those who help themselves. And I was just like, you know what? Sitting, thinking, like, I have a great screenplay. I just need someone, I just need one person to read it, and then everything will fall into place. That's not the case. No. And I, and that's, and I'm someone, and I'm, I just went on a whole thing about it, and you're someone as well. We show our stuff to people. And granted, maybe we're not showing them to the right people just yet or whatever, but like we're showing things to people. I've had about five or six people all read the radio play that I wrote and they've all said, because I ended it on a cliffhanger, and they all said, I really like that. I want to know what happens next. Please let me know when you wrote more. And I'm like, oh, well, do you want to be in it? Oh, I'm not so sure about that. Oh, this is the one I hate the most. And I think you have this as well, which is why you don't listen to anything that like we put out. But oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. Screw that. I'm not asking you to listen to the damn thing. I'm just asking you to be in the damn thing. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't ask you one, if I didn't think you were able to do it. And two, if I didn't think you had a good enough voice to be this character, you know, whatever character it happens to be. But I just, I, I know that even with, uh, anything, whether it's, it's work and we have this issue with, with, you know, just on friends, it was called the fear of, you know, getting a new job or whatever. We, you know, you need to help yourself, which going back, that was going back to what you were saying. It's like just sitting there going like life treated me badly and everybody needs to feel bad for me. And I, things won't change. What are not, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general, what are you listener doing to change your situation? Cause if you do what you've always done, you'll be where you, where you've always been. And the way I see it is like, I could keep seeing this therapist and just going through the motions, but right. she's not giving me the answers I want to hear. Right. And I, there's someone I used to see in Kingston, uh, one of the many towns in this metropolis that we live in. I was going to go with cesspool, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, you know, there's someone that I had a good rapport with when I was in middle school and high school and shit. I think I might give him a call, but uh, I don't know. I just, I'm in a weird place right now, and I try to use that to fuel my creations, like the Dreamer's Dichotomy or Dichotomy of a Dream. I'm not sure which title I'm going to go with, but the main character, Augustus Devitt, is me. He is 25, Actually, works a shitty job, I swear is to a God, struggling writer. You were, you were writing this, and my first thought was, okay, because at one point, like, I think you say, like, something about, like, he wears a leather jacket or something. I'm like, okay, so this is Zach. And then at another point, I'm like, I think this is me. Or is it Zach? Or is it me? Or is it, like, did Zach also borrow elements of me? Like, there were certain things where I, like, I identified with it. I don't remember anything in particular, but, like, I know that there were certain things where I'm just like, this is me. We're in similar situations. <laughs> we are. You know? Maybe that's why. But, but <laughs> I'm drawn for my, you know, and he, and he had this one relationship several years ago. Uh-huh. And it, it's like something he's still trying to process. Mm-hmm. And it has affected all, you know. That was, that was you. I was like, that's current, so Zach. All current relationships. <laughs> and then like the female main character is basically 
that chick that I was with, but like I split it. Oh, okay. Like now he, that you say that, he's yeah, got, he, you know, he has that relationship, but then like the other female, and they're not the same person, but like she is in a similar situation to you know my biggest ex. Yep. You know. Now the, that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. The relationship yep. <laughs> that I'm still trying to process, even yep. though I'm the one who ended it. You uh, needed to end that one, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't disagree. It's just like. I thought I was over it, and apparently I'm not, and it's 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 a problem. Like I can't hold a relationship, uh, I can't you know stick with one TV show, or I'll just rewatch. That's part of the reason why I'm rewatching Big Mouth. It's just like I could put that on and not have to spend all of my attention on it because like I've seen it. Yep. You know, or uh, I'll watch like old. Um, you know, you need to rewatch Lost. Just saying. Yeah, no, but then I'd have to pay attention to that because like there's a lot of moving parts. There are, but you'll understand a lot more of it now the second time through. Probably. Yeah. Probably. But, uh... That's no, a whole different... That's a, literally a whole different podcast. It's a whole different podcast <laughs> on the Clock Shelves Entertainment Network. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it also affects what I write. So that's why I'm trying to focus on Phantasm right now. Um, I think I even... Intri- like, there's an argument at the beginning of it, because it's part of what I sent to Drexel when I wanted to go there for video game design. Okay. Where I'm just like, this is the first character that is completely mine like the name phantasm is inspired from the first uh batman animated series movie mask of the phantasm Mm -hmm. 93 or 92 i think it's 92 but yeah yeah and like even like when i i it it started as like comic books that i was writing and drawing yep and they're rudimentary they were the work of a middle schooler it is what it is but, uh, you know, the main character even looked kind of like the Phantasm from the cartoon movie. And then... Which isn't a bad thing to get inspiration. No. You know? But now I've... And I've completely retold the character. He Which looks, is even better. No, I'm not saying that what you had was bad, but like the fact he that... He looks more unique. Yep. I know what he looks like now. Um, and I'm, I'm adding elements to him and even him, like who he is under the mask, which is not something the original incarnation I went into at all. It didn't matter who he was. But this version... Um, Michael House is essentially it's again I'm using my my experiences. Okay. Uh and I like the way like he's into classic metal and he wears you know a leather jacket and he drives the kind of car that I wouldn't mind driving like <laughs> you know he is I'm taking inspiration from myself. Right. You know and and he's kind of fucked up and you know a psychologist would take issue with some stuff about him. I'm sure. But again, you know, I, I know where this character is going to go. I know where the comics were going before I stopped drawing them. Um, I know I've, I've got a lot of plans. It's just a matter of like, I need to get there. Yeah. Like right now I'm still forming the foundation because it's, it's my own original universe. Yeah. Because my, my idea was, you know, what kind of world would lead people to start dressing up and becoming vigilantes? You know, like DC or Marvel, it's our universe. It's just also there are superheroes. Yeah. There's no event that creates the need for superheroes. Now, do superheroes exist? Like, do superhero comics exist in your universe? They do. Okay. They do. So it's not like Watchmen, where in Watchmen, from my understanding, they just superheroes have always existed. So, like, pirates are like the comic book. Right. No, I mean, you know, uh, you know, Batman and Superman and shit exists. Right. It's just, uh, you know, World War Three happened. Um, Did you ever watch Super? Bringing it all the way back to the beginning of the episode where we were talking about James Gunn? Because I think James Gunn did that movie. No, I haven't. Okay. It's Rain Wilson. I think it's James Gunn did that movie. I think it's Rain Wilson, and he just, like, 
dresses up as like a superhero and like beats people with a wrench. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's also like Kick Ass is another. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's Edgar Wright. Yeah. Um, but but so World War Three happens and the United States kind of become like they annex uh, Canada and parts of South America and, and Central America. They become the United States of Greater America. <laughs> okay. But their focus is spread too thin. So like there's chaos. There was a chemical spill in the Midwest, which has created transients, which are basically like zombified ghouls, you know, and uh, it has also created people with less obvious mutations. They're called aberrations, and these people have powers. They're kind of like the mutants in Marvel. Okay. You know, it's just they're fiercely persecuted against. Now, how much of this have you written out in story form, not just ideas uh, I go into a lot of World War Three. I, one of the stories that's in the current uh, incarnation of Volume One. This is what I have. Yes. Okay. Uh, the story, specifically the Bruiser from Bristol. I forget if that's three or four. I forget how I order them. That's a fantastic wrestler name, by the way. That's probably already the name of a wrestler. I wouldn't by be the surprised. <laughs> but uh, he encounters this guy with an advanced healing factor, and actually, like his name is Rocky Road. And he's like me. It's be. It's he's like. Eh, it's probably because I like the ice cream. I don't really know. I don't really care. That's just what they call me. Uh, the very first Phantasm comic that I wrote was a short. It was him versus this guy. Okay. And then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. You know, Phantasm's gonna come back from. He's gonna fight underneath. He's gonna kill this dude. And then the story's gonna end with this dude getting off the slab in the morgue. Okay. This, the, because this character, the Phantasm, is a lethal force. He's not like Batman. He doesn't put people in jail. He kills them. But I'm like, all right, then I run into the problem where then I don't have any recurring villains. Yeah. You you want that. Yep. Ideally. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I need to introduce an element where, like, people could come back from this shit. Yep. And the fanta- and I, I, I mention it in, I think, the second story, Appreciation for the Classics. There's a ritual slaying on the east coast of South America. That will eventually lead into Phantasm's mortal foil, the Reaper. Okay. And and that is going and the Reaper is like supernatural and element in in, in in form, so like he is constantly killed but comes back. Right. And I eventually like I think I reveal exactly the machinations behind that, but I'm 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 setting stuff up. I'm trying to get the world to work the way that I want it to. And uh there are other characters, other superheroes that exist in this universe. I just I'm trying to focus on phantasm. Right. I am making the offer right now. If you ever want to come on this show and like read us some of it, um, I would be, I mean, I'm going to read it myself, but I would be more than um, eager to hear, especially your, like your, and I mean, I, it goes along with what I was saying before where like people want to hear me read stuff because like it's mine. So like they want to hear my interpretation of it because like in theory, like that's the one that matters. But like, I don't necessarily believe that, but like as the author, I would like to hear your interpretation of it. I like what I wrote. Um, I wouldn't mind, you know, voicing it yeah. to, uh, you know, an audience. Yeah. You are, you are always welcome to do there's, that. There's, there's a couple stories that I have in the pipe. I want to finish and add to volume one. Volume one is just sort of nebulous. It's just the first collection. Right. You know, uh, I don't know. I know I know where I want it to go. It's just a matter of like to get get getting through this writer's block, which I think is a lot more than just writer's block. Yeah, it is. It is a whole pastiche of of terribleness that I'm dealing with. And that's your that's because I know your your thing for 2018 was be better. So I'm guessing you're going to be continuing that into 2019. Yeah, it is. It is my goal. Yeah, it is my constant objective. Um, I think that's an objective everyone should have as well. 
Um, I got good feedback from yeah. that. I wasn't expecting like people like that's really good, man. I'm like, yeah. okay, just a couple words, but all right. Um, personally, my goal is to, you know, obviously further things with the podcasts and all that. Try to build and figure out more of what Clock Shelves is. From a writing perspective, I would love to actually produce something, whether that's a radio play. I'll be Michael. Or you're really going to offer that? Yeah, fuck it. No, you're not. I'll be Michael. You are not offering that for real. <laughs> Why not? You're just saying that just because like you, you wanted to see the reaction I'd get. We'll talk about it later. Um, I want to I wanna actually produce something. Um, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to be like, all right, I'm, I'm on camera and makeup and shit. No, it's just, like it's vo- just voice. This voice one that, thing, yeah. And that's the thing is this one that I want to do is just voices. And that's that's it. Like it's, here, here, here's a demo. I'm Michael. <laughs> that's that's Michael Keaton Batman is what that was. <laughs> What's the problem? All right. It's open to interpretation. I know. That's how it I, talks. Know I know. Um, but yeah, so that's the goal. Zach, thank you um, for being on this episode and for just for being, you know, we built Wrestling Renegades this year. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes. We did like a lot of like we I think we helped each other a lot creatively this year. Um, I look forward to you pushing me further and me pushing you further and seeing where mental health wise and creative wise and everything we go from here and you know, I guess I'll see you at work as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do social? Yeah, go for it. Please tell um, them where they could, because, you know, if they want to encourage you for anything or say, you know, yes, I, I, I want to read your stuff. Or if, if any of them have like, you know, a, a, a publisher parent or something like this is where you can get in touch with Zach. I can be found on Twitter at one man pantheon only if you spell out the word one. And of course, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at clock shelves c-l-o-c-k-s-h-e-l-v-e-s if you want to hear uh me or anyone else do more of the kind of first half of this which was the um title of the episode from the shelves where it's kind of you know what are you know what's what thing is entertaining you and i tell a thing that's entertaining me like let me know because i think that could be like a fun thing to kind of do with some guests so let me know about that um and, you know, Zach, you would think by two years, roughly two years of this show, I would have a way to sign this show off, but I still don't yet. <laughs> Get jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. <laughs>